A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to talk AEW blood and guts as Chris Jericho falls from the top of the cage. Two huge matches have been announced for AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view at the end of the month, and a stacked Dynamite has been announced for next week. Speaking of Double or Nothing, Tony Khan has confirmed that will be a fully attended show. And an update on the big plans for Randy Orton and Riddle as a tag team in WWE. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. Let's talk a little blood and guts. Let's kick this thing off by talking about that main event match. Um, this was, of course, AEW's version of a War Games match. And it was probably a bit more, I think this is fair to say, a bit more in line with the traditional War yes. Games format in that it was based more on heat and hatred than high Fox. spots and gettable moments. Certainly had plenty of those. Uh, you know, Sammy Guevara was particularly electric and oh. it was updated for modern palettes and everything else. Um, but the big talking point from this match is the finish and what happened after the finish. The finish saw MJF and Chris Jericho, who were on top of the cage. MJF had Jericho at his mercy. He was saying, you guys better surrender or I'm going to throw this guy off the edge of the cage. Sammy Guevara, of course, surrendered. He didn't want to see Jericho go off the top. MJF, because he's MJF, chose to do that anyway. So he shoved Jericho down. Um, Jericho landed. Unfortunately, you know, the way they filmed the landing, you saw that it was this padded thing and it maybe lacked a little bit of the impact you look for from spots like this. And Shotzi Blackheart actually uh, has kind of trolled this already, posting a gif of somebody falling onto a bed on Twitter, which I thought was quite <laughs> funny. Uh, but, you know, the thing with these spots is that they, you know fine well that they're padded landings. Uh, you know that people aren't just taking a shoot pump onto some unprotected steel or wood or whatever. But you got to film it the right way and frame it the right way. And you don't really want to see someone making a soft landing. So there are definitely valid criticisms to be had there. Uh, but I will go into greater detail on what I thought of this match and everything else in my article, Ups and Downs, on the website. It'll be on the website by the time this video goes up. Check that out. Cheap plug over. But yeah, Chris Jericho, 50-year-old man, flying off the top of the cage. That still takes balls, padding or no padding. And uh, yeah, there we go, Adam Wilborn. That's uh, That's... Our story, man falls over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was a bloody great match. Uh, I can understand the divisive nature, not necessarily of the finish, but of the, the post-match. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. People have you know, maybe said that they slightly underwhelmed with how they finished it, but it's a surrender. And also, I like the yeah. fact that it was Sammy who obviously idolises Chris Jericho and just goes to show what a nice bloke Maxwell is by, you know, allowing them to surrender before he threw Chris Jericho off. Yeah. And then, you know, things happen and what have you. In terms of, like, 
it, I, I've got mixed emotions because, like you say, I was slightly underwhelmed by just going, oh, it's landed on a crash pad. But then also, it's difficult because I was front of the queue complaining when Matt Hardy took that horrific bump against Sammy Guevara. And yeah. I can't understand wrestling fans being like, I want to see a 50-year-old man nearly die bumping on legitimate <laughs> concrete from that high up. You can't do that. I think the yes. basic issue here, Andy, is just like you said, the way they shot it. I saw someone on Twitter, apologies, I forgot to write down their name, suggesting that they should maybe have just kept the camera on Max or MJF, so when it uh, when he falls, it stays on his bloody face. He does the whole thank you thing, which I thought was a wonderful shot. And then you can cut to Chris Jericho, and it's insinuated. We all kind of know it's on a crash pad, but at least it looks slightly more realistic. What do you reckon? Yeah, you've absolutely nailed that. That That's uh, taking the words right out of my mouth, basically. I think that would have been a more effective way of doing things. Um, but also, you know, with, with stuff like this, this was like a 20-30 minute match, right? It's important sometimes to not let a single moment spoil that experience. So people view things in different ways. That's entirely fair. You know, wrestling is entirely subjective. It's an art form. We all consume these things and interpret them differently. So like I said, my in-depth, Thoughts will be in the article, yeah. um, but I had a good time watching the show broadly. Mm. So and my in-depth thoughts will be on the podcast where I review it with the Dadly Boys later on today. What culture wrestling? Wherever you get your podcast from. Also, quick word for our editors: good luck using half of the images from Blood and Guts because, as I said, yeah, quite a lot of claret spilled in that match. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> wild stuff. Would love to know everyone's thoughts in the comments section below. Looking forward, though, it is of course double or nothing at the end of this month, Sunday the thirtieth of May and two matches were confirmed for it on last night's Dynamite it is going to be Britt Baker the number one contender challenging Hikari Shida for the AW Women's World title and one of Pac or Orange Cassidy challenging Kenny Omega for one of his many titles this one being the AW World title in terms of who is going to be challenging him that's going to be decided on next week's stacked Dynamite uh, not only is it going to be as I said Pac versus Orange Cassidy to determine who faces Kenny Omega. SCU will challenge the Young Bucks for the AW tag titles. If SCU lose, they are done. They are done as a team. Uh, and Miro, the former Rusev, is going to challenge a man who's buggered, basically. Darby Allen for his <laughs> TNT championship. Darby Allen was thrown down the arena stairs on not even like you know, worked. Just watched it happen. Concrete stairs. Yeah. Down you go, boy. Uh, that was done by uh, Ollie Go, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky on last night's show. Oh, and also on next week's show, just in case you've forgotten, John Moxley, IWGP United States Championship defense against New Japan's Yuji Nagata. Can it be next Wednesday already, Andy? Yeah, man. This is a ridiculous card for next week. Um, I mean, really, we say this a lot when, when AEW or, or NXT or whoever stacks a lineup, but this is a pay-per-view caliber show. Tag team title match with huge implications. SEU have to split up. Uh, Yuji Nagata versus John Moxley is a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, what, I'm missing something. What am I missing? Yeah, the TNT title match. Miro had a great promo last night. And oh. then the pay-per-view... Talk about the pay-per-view, man. Sport-like booking. That's what this is. Britt Baker's number one in the rankings. You're number one, you get the title shot. Uh, Pac and Orange Cassidy are number one and number two in the rankings. Fight each other. Whoever wins gets the title shot. Sport-like booking. You love to see it. Genuinely, you love to see it. Things are shaping up nicely. Dynamite's on a good run yeah. at the moment. And I think uh, Double or Nothing is going to be a really good pay-per-view. Now, one thing about Double or Nothing that Tony Khan confirmed yesterday on Busted Open Radio, this is going to be a fully attended show. Oh. 
big step, big step for pro wrestling uh, coming out of the, the COVID era, obviously. Uh, he confirmed this, 100% uh, full capacity in Daly's Place. Daly's Place holds up to 5,500 people. That will change depending on the setup and what space they need for the set design and everything else. I should note that AEW's last attended show, fully attended show at Daly's Place was on the 1st of January 2020 and it's 3,900 people. So maybe a similar figure to that, maybe a bit less if people are still a bit iffy about coming out. Now, no word on mask mandates or, or you know, other measures that will be taken here. Um, comes following the UFC show the other week, which had loads of fans, something like yeah. 15,000 in that arena in Jacksonville. Also, I believe there was a Machine Gun Kelly concert, an MGK concert at Daly's Place ah. the other week that was co-promoted by the Cans. Um, so this was going to happen eventually. One promotion was going to come forward and go, yep, fully attended show. Let's go. I would expect this to kind of open the floodgates for other shows. I would expect WWE now to feel emboldened by this and go, hey, we're going to return to touring before these guys. We want to be the first. Uh, we've reported on that recently as well. And look, there are obvious concerns, and I don't know how positive I feel about this. Mm. Uh, watching the show, it will be awesome. Like, the viewing experience will be great. Having an energized live crowd, a packed out Daly's place, theoretically, that's incredible. But obviously, the health and safety concerns uh, warrant criticism for this, and we're going to give it that. Uh, the UFC event, from what we know so far, from what has been reported, hasn't turned out to be a super spreader show. Uh, although maybe something will contrast that soon, uh, which is encouraging. But still, to me personally, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not sitting here with the medical stuff that AEW surely have uh, before making this decision. It still feels a little bit early for me mm. at the end of May. Uh, but here we are, it's happening, and it is what it is. Yeah, tentative optimism about having fans back, but still just, yeah, that nervous feeling within all of us, because until we get the full green light from, what is it, the CDC over in America, from, from the right. government here in the UK, or whoever it may be, I'm still a little bit wary yeah. of it all. Uh, I would love to see fans back. I'd love to see 20,000 people at every single show, but uh, I don't know, like you say, I'm just... Oh, I'm not too sure, but, you know, if they follow the rules, everyone stay safe, everyone wear a mask. Like I say, we are so close to the end now, and I know the vaccination effort over in the States is doing big things as well. Uh, let's conclude by talking about Riddle and Randy Orton. RK Bro, a little bit of an update from PW Insiders, Mike Johnson on this, uh, reporting that they are set to receive a significant push as a tag team. For me, they are one of the best things on Monday Night Raw right now. I think they're 2-0 after they beat... Uh, Elias and, and Riker. Uh, they've got RK Bro merch coming. Of course, they have. Fingers crossed, maybe Riddle will convince them to get matching gear eventually. We all know where this is heading. Yeah. Randy Orton turning on Riddle was, I think, mentioned by Corey Graves on Corey Graves on week one. <laughs> but I love these two as a tag team, and I think the dynamics actually really entertaining on Raw. Yeah, it's drawing a lot of praise, and it's a very popular act. They do have a degree of chemistry that makes them like a compelling on-screen pairing so why throw that away straight away personally i find it very hard to to enjoy matt riddle stuff subjectively because of the horrible things he's been accused i can't get over that mental block i'm not just sitting there at home going hey i hate this guy i'm gonna unlike this by default i just consume it and i don't get into it knowing what we know uh, about certain accusations so there's that side of it as well for sure but it's proven a very popular thing a gimmick uh, they do have chemistry, like I said, and they probably make a good feud partner for AJ Styles and Omos with the tag Ooh. team titles. Yeah, so there like we go. That. 
Right, let's move on to our Twitter questions. At what culture WWE, of course, if you want to get in touch with us. Mark Lee Willis starts us off saying, Morning, Legends. Morning, Mark. Uh, what do you think about this? SCU lose against the Young Bucks next week via shenanigans, obviously, but the Bucks offer them a double or nothing match where it's not only uh, the tag titles and SCU on the line, but Daniels' career. Oh, oh, interesting way to raise the stakes. Um, I think it's a pretty cool idea, and like I think in other circumstances, this would be perfectly viable. Um, but I think with Moxley and Kingston looming, the likelier route is that SCU lose, they split up, Kazarian turns heel on Daniels after that. Daniels takes the pin, and then we move on to the pay-per-view where it's Moxley and Kingston versus the Bucks. That seems like the road to me. Yes, I think that might be right, especially with what happened last night with the, well, I was going to say non-match. I mean, a match actually happened, but there were so many bloody shenanigans. Kenny Omega's not here. Here he is, actually. Blah, blah, blah. Young Bucks. Uh, everyone, Gallows and Anderson getting involved. Shenanigans are plenty. I think that's the direction they're heading for the tag titles. At the pay-per-view at the end of the month, as you mentioned. Second question yeah. today. You'll probably guess why I picked this as soon as I read out this person's name, Andy. Second question today comes from Kentucky Beaver Slap. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Who says, does Kenny Omega lose all the belts one at a time or does Hangman Page win the AEW title and due to a stipulation, Kenny has to vacate all the others, thus becoming the saviour of pro wrestling? Oh, that's a really interesting angle. Um, I've always thought that since Kenny started collecting the belts, that he'd lose the AEW one first, yeah. he'd have a crisis of confidence, go on a bit of a losing streak, drop, 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 drop. But I think I like your idea even more. Uh, it prevents him having to take a glut of losses. It puts Hangman Page over as a huge baby face, the savior of wrestling, like you've said. It's a killer idea. You should sell that to Tony Khan. Yes. It's, it's great. It's really and, good. And sell your name, because Kentucky Beaver Slap is a hell of a Twitter name. <laughs> Uh, speaking of hell of Twitter names, uh, Uesugi Kenshin, regular contributor, gives us our final question Legend. of the day. Uh, writing, after the bastard is over, do you think the What Culture Wrestling team can make a new series where the lads recreate famous wrestling segments and angles, like the limo segment from last week's Dynamite? <laughs> and Uesugi quotes a br the Don Callis quote, nothing better than six grown men in a limo, baby. I love this idea, Andy. Let's make this happen. Shotgun. Uh, to start off with, to be uh, Doc Gallows licking his uh, licking his biceps. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we'd have to be recreating that limo segment in the back of your car. Yeah. Um, so, so Piling it's entirely the Renault capture, lads. <laughs> yeah, it's entirely up to you. Listen, I will say this: I am down for anything that means I don't have to take a bump. Um, so we can do whatever the heck you want. Uh, not probably not Katie Vick. Probably probably yeah. not going to do something like that. <laughs> a big no-no there. Uh, but hell yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll tell you what. I'm going to pitch it to the bosses later on. See what. Good they idea. Say. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm down to open mouth kiss every single member of the What Culture team once we've all been vaccinated I've missed that enough. bloody much uh, let's move on to today's and finally you're often given nods to podcasts here on uh, What Culture Wrestling we've got our own one of course which is one of the best ones out there but arguably right behind us is a new podcast from Cassie Lee and Jesse hmm Jesse McKay better known of course as Billy Bloody Kay Aiden Bloody Royce of the Bloody Iconics. They've got a new podcast. It's called Off Her Chops. You can follow them now. I'm not sure if they've released any podcasts yet, uh, but you can follow them on Twitter and on Instagram uh, at Off Her Chops. Go and follow them. Go and give them support because this, this is no doubt going to be right up there with some of the best podcasts out there, Andy. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. They've got ridiculous chemistry. Uh, on screen, and you'd imagine that would translate to, yeah. to a podcast as well. They seem like great friends. Uh, yeah, more from these two. They should be paired together wherever and for as long as they want to because they're awesome together. And, and uh, I ho hope to see them show up somewhere uh, from July. 
And if that little, you know, little, the little podcast that could needs a bit of a leg up from one of the biggest podcasts out there, I will happily <laughs> sit down and, and give them a bit of a give them a bit of a rub and uh, and and get, sit down and do a chat with Jessica and Cassie. Please, please let this happen. I'm determined to continue with this. Uh, Bother them on Twitter again. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on that and all today's uh, stories in the comments section down below. Good luck having a pop at the one with glasses this time. Love Andy Murray's new glasses, by the way. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And as I said, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, myself and the Dandy Boys sitting down to review blood and guts later on today. Plus, let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Well, actually, there, follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... You can follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for... <laughs> Follow me at Andrew Wilmore. <laughs> Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, thanks for watching. My thanks, Andy Murray. Thank you, MJF, for, for just being just being a great bloke. Thanks, Max. Cheers. <laughs> and we will see you soon. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.